Welcome back, everybody. This is Cheryl Stoller, Stoller Parent Coaching, and I'm here for podcast number four, I believe it is. And I have Jessalyn and Ben, who will be talking with me about Plan C. And what that means is the things that we get to give ourselves permission to let go of and in so doing that we actually make our life easier. So we are giving ourselves permission to make life easier and happier, more connected, loving, etc. So with that, I bring on Jessalyn and Ben. Hi, Cheryl. Great Hi, to Cheryl. be with you. Thanks for letting us sit in on this and talk with you and uh, invite the listeners to be a part of our conversation. It's always um, wonderful. Thank you. And, yeah. and I do hope that the listeners feel like they're in the room with us. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I, I, we, we'll, we'll make sure they feel welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just for everyone who maybe didn't catch it last time, or even just to give a framework, we t- had a couple other ones that talked about plan A and plan B in terms of this um, concept and was just wondering if you could go over that again for us. Sure. I am following and using the language of Dr. Ross Green's collaborative problem solving where there's bucket A, bucket B, bucket C in terms of priorities from top, medium, and C, which is let go. And that for each of those buckets, we have a different kind of plan. So for bucket A, what we do for plan A, bucket B, what we do for plan B. And that plan B part is where the whole system gets its name because that plan B is collaborative problem solving. And then plan C, which are the letting go, the things that are just, you know what, for right now, it doesn't mean necessarily forever, but for this moment in time, we are, we're just going to let that one go. Very nice. So the plan C, those are the limits. Uh, you know, we're talking about lovingly setting and holding limits. So those are the limits that you let go of? Yes. And why would you ever let go of a limit? Because we need some space for creativity and joy and expansiveness and it's pretty hard if, if everything is a rule. We are not automatrons. We are not machines. Even machines break down and need to just stop for a while. And for example, sometimes we need to reboot a computer just and or unplug the modem. Um, nothing can go nonstop at full force, at in full speed, doing everything perfectly. And in order to create energy, space, and time for the things that are high priority, that do matter, we have to, just by virtue of we are not infinite beings, that we can be in all places at once, even though some of us try and some of us succeed pretty well so that we're I don't know midwestern soccer moms are pretty like mega mom you know <laughs> that's what I'm true, saying that's true. Are they, I, I've actually seen them move so fast to like transcend time or something no I'm just kidding I no, get but, but they but there but, are people who are so capable and would much prefer do it to do th- everything themselves because things are much more efficient when they just go go to it make it happen and it, it's really understandable that because because of what they're capable of, they they have this high standard by which they think they themselves need to continually live up to, but there's always a cost. So yes, they may be capable to push through and make it happen, 
but that option may not be what is in the best interest of not only themselves, but more importantly, it might feel like it's more important, their kids. So they think they can do it. I can push through. I'll make this happen. And they don't quite fathom. And I know it's a hard one. You know, that might not be in my best interest. Yeah, I can do it. But, you know, maybe maybe the benefits of not doing everything I'm capable of is actually outweighing the the detrimental effects of it that we're not even seeing now. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so give us some examples of what kind of limits, you know, either from your life or what you recommend people let go of to give that space so they're not trying to do everything and not trying to overparent or however you, maybe that's not the term you'd use, but, you know, give us some examples of that. Well, and it depends on each person. I, I think what I'm more capable of to start with is the criteria we use. It's, it's the love. It's coming from, you know, I am being, I mean, when I, my kids were young, I, <laughs> I became really nasty and mean. And this was not the person, one, that I thought I was, but it sure as heck was coming out. There, I learned things about myself that did not appear prior to having kids. I didn't know how um, task-oriented I could be, how let's get this done, move things along, and expecting efficiency in arenas that would make life easier. And the, the kids, like, didn't want to be with me. They, I mean, when, for example, <laughs> entertaining, if we were having people over... <laughs> I, I, a different side of me comes out <laughs> and the, what it did to our children was, was really disconnected us. They didn't want to be with me and I had to choose really wisely one, um, what to let go of in terms of how ideal and perfect the entertaining was. That's one. I decided to really think through really hard and clear about what um, and who I had over how often I entertained, when I entertained, to what degree I entertained, and what involvement I required of the kids when other people were over. Um, because knowing that that actually was for me, to love myself, I needed to have this, at least this, the small degree that I did do entertaining, I needed that. But they didn't. And in fact, it was a huge imposition on them. They were introverts. These were not, these were gatherings were not fun for them. So um, that's one example of letting go of how they participated in when we had people over. It also like happened on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of how much they had to clean like any, I don't know about you, but how about your rooms when you were growing up? <laughs> did, did you have like a perfectly clean? Oh, no, we were perfect. I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, uh, me no. especially. Yeah. No, Jeez. no, no, no. Yeesh. The um, perfect one. So like the compromise that I let go of was in their own rooms. 
I mean, I did have some limits. Like I cannot, uh, I cannot allow rotting food in your room. That's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, a silly limit. Why? That's a silly Come on, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but notice the way I said it. That was a boundary around me. I cannot allow. I will not allow rotting food in your room. And yeah. that was reasonable. And they could see that actually. And even when they couldn't, it was like, well, I'm just not going for it. So that dish bring down afterwards if you're having a snack while you're doing homework for example or whatever it may have been um but in the communal areas i was clear that i i get um disheveled or or i'm so much better able to be present and loving when the arena is not fully cluttered. Now that does not mean I am a neatnik by any stretch of the imagination. I am so not a neatnik, but there's there are levels <laughs> of of clutter and of things around. So I had the C's being in your room, but we did the collaborative problem solving about the communal area with a sort of hard line at a different that's a great example so yeah let's put it let's put ourselves in the place of a mom she's uh got like little kids you know three to five year olds and she's like man how do i i cannot keep the house clean and i'm losing my mind here and you know how what would you do to encourage her to help use this strategy on and maybe like maybe you want to put it in terms of b and c like you, i love the thing it's like okay the communal areas those are we need to work together c's is like well as long as there's not rotting food you know i can let go of some things or whatever but do you can you can you put her, yourself in her place and wait what would you tell her yes well i would tell her to be gentle with herself and to help herself help yourselves get clear about what sets you up? What's your tender, loving care in terms of the level of neatness that you need? And when it's about you're taking care of you, you're taking care of things that we, we're coming from a place of, of respect for the things, respect for each other, love each other. Oh, I want you to have fun. So let's take that construction that you're in the middle of let's say a child's in the middle of, of creating something that really means the world to, to him or her and they don't want it knocked down right now and they don't want to put it away because they're in process and it, they've got this whole elaborate um, envisioning of what and how it's going to proceed and just because it's the end of the day or end of whatever playtime they're not they're not done so we get to, in the space of love and admiration for, wow, I get, I get how much this means to you and how excited you are to continue with this. So let's make sure this part we will leave as it is and all those other pieces that aren't being used yet. And they say, no, 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 I want those pieces, those pieces, I've organized them. Say, okay, great. So you've organized them. We're going to put a bag, those in this bag that's labeled whatever their organization system is that they've come up with. So coming at this from, I'm going to let go of taking down everything and putting it away. I'm going to stay centered in myself in terms of what's best for everybody. 
for their well-being, for their feeling that their ideas and their creations and their creativity are, are valuable because that's the message we want them to receive for the rest of their lives. And being considerate and loving of everybody else is also considerate and that there are creative ways that we can meet needs of everybody in the room. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so are there risks or difficulties involved with Plan C? Well, Plan C, when we let go, um, it can, if it's the, the risks are the energy with which we do it. It's like there are kids who are relentless in their badgering about something that they want. I use that word because it feels like badgering. But in their mind, they're just doing what they need to do to get their needs met. So when we just let go in the sense of, I give up. When we come at it with that energy, we unintentionally are, we're unintentionally creating this dynamic that we really don't want to become a habit. So that's one of the risks of, of if we do the letting go from a, a place of I'm worn out. They just wore me down, absolutely worn me down. Whereas if we early on catch, huh, this child wants that, is this an A, B, or C? So that if it's a, a I'm going to end up at a letting go, just let me let it go now. If this is something where I want us to collaboratively come up with a solution, let me start now, because when we do the letting go after they have harangued us, that, that's not a great setup. So that's one example. So um, one of the risks or difficulties is kind of the attitude or the energy that we let go from and the timing of it? Exactly. Thank you for summarizing that so well, Jocelyn. <laughs> um, and the energy that... that it needs to be about is loving. It's like, I just want to spend time with you. Let's like, let's, I know normally we do the dishes right after, but you know what? Let's let them soak so that when we do them, they're going to be easier. Won't have to scrub. Let's just cuddle or read a book or, or et cetera. So the, the letting go of our normal routine is X. We're just going to let go of it for, for right now. Because I need some TLC. Like we can do that when we need it, as well as when you sense that they need it. We can also let go of things just in general, as like a, just for this period and phase of this child's life, we're not going there. So, whatever I could do to not take my child, children, three of them, to the grocery store, I'm not doing it. And when I do have to, I'm going to let go of the rule of we don't buy junk in general. We just don't buy junk. But if I have to take them, because this is so not about what they want to do, this is not taking their needs into account at all. This is really about me getting my needs met. I am going to let go of my rule about no junk. It's like, you know what, this is something that I want to make it easier and fun and there are things in life that you just you don't make rigid 
somebody never ever ever had sweets once they have sweets they're going to gorge and at some point in their life they are going to be exposed to it so those are some examples i don't know if that's enough do you think that's enough <laughs> yeah that's good i'm just as i'm listening to you i'm like i'm thinking like man it's it's really important not just to learn how to function in each one of these buckets but to discern between them you know so like you never let go of you the you gave an example a few podcasts back about the car seatbelt you know Right. Don't ever relent on that. I mean, it's just safety and you, that's a discernment thing of going, I'm not, this is not like a yes or no question. And it's like, the faster you can discern, the less tired you'll be of like, okay, well, I don't need to hold on to this one, you know, because then you were talking about like, man, you just let go out of exhaustion versus letting go out of, um, you know, a choice you made or like, you know, this is the best thing. Yeah, I liked what you said about, okay, is this something that I'm going to end up letting go of eventually? Let me just let it go now. Or is this something that's going to need some collaborative problem solving? Let's start that now. I, I like that rather than like, oh, I'm going to wait until I'm at my wits end and then I'm going to drop it or, you know, whatever it looks like. So I like that, figuring that out as early as you can. Yeah, that's good. So what I have the next question I have is what does plan C like not accomplish? We talked about a lot of things, benefits it has, but maybe you could talk about some things that it, you know, isn't used for. So if we just ignore something, just we, we had a rule and we just start ignoring what it doesn't do is build up the skill gap that it is that the child needs, which is, to learn, like for going to the grocery store, learning how to do something you don't feel like doing that's not about you. So when we let go of everything, we're just leaving it to chance and, and the world and society and whatever's going on inside of that child to learn the skills that they need in life. Creating achievable challenges that at a pace that does not undermine relationship, connection, and love with themselves and others. So it does not, if it's just straight out bucket C, plan C of just let go without the interaction of plan B, which is collaborative problem solving. If there's no collaborative problem solving, we lose the opportunity for the trust and the connection that's built in doing that collaborative process. So Cheryl, we kind of come to the end of our time here. Could you give a quick summary of, you know, what you would recommend people do now having heard you and understanding these buckets better and your examples with C, like how could they implement it? It's kind of, I think maybe be helpful or what suggestions you have. I would suggest if you could take a day or two or half a day here and there and write down all the times that you send out directives, all of the have-tos that we, we send out to our child, and write those down, you will be amazed at all of the have-tos. And when we think about, I remember being at a job where I just felt harangued every second of every day. And it's like, it, I froze. I went into survival mode. So if parents, it goes back to that awareness, notice, notice, notice what it is that's already there as your, as your default mode. And then 
look at all those things and realize, you know, I don't want my child to feel, I mean, they go, if they're in, in something structured like preschool or whatever, they're, they're have-tos being thrown at these kids all day long. Our, our home and our relationship needs to be the safe harbor. Which of these things, if I eliminate them, will actually be a little space and time that I'll actually get to use instead, one, to either give them space to breathe and just be in their own imagination and figure out how to not be bored and or contribute to our relationship and, and time to connect with each other. So that criteria of looking at what you're already requiring every single day, and you'll, you'll be overwhelmed yourself by looking and noticing. And that itself coming from your place of love, your, your, you want the best for yourself, you want the best for your child, you want the best for the relationship and for their being um, in a safe harbor in their relationship with you, you're going to know which of those things I'm just going to let go and I'm going to let that space and time that's freed up for the child's well-being by themselves and or with me in relationship. So then plan C, would you say that it's really centered around creating connection? Yes. And when we look at connection with self and with others, because when plan C, when we let go of something, we're enabling there to be time and space for the child to to deepen their connection with themselves and do their, their own exploration of what it is, huh, what do I feel like doing right now? What is it that I, who I am, want to explore? So yes, it's connection with self and it frees up connection with the other child where they see the parent getting that there's just too much. There's too much coming at them. So Plan C is a huge, um, wonderful approach for reestablishing a mutual understanding and a letting go in connection with self and each other. 